Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1 and there's great value for you at even that level. So please join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today welcome back children of the night to blood and syrup a vampire the masquerade live play podcast i am your host vlad von lestat drinker of blood keeper of the chronicle and all around the spooky dude ah 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 with the coat refractured by the discovery of Everett's secret they still need to save the bear boys 
Everett refused to reveal his secret, though it will affect his standing with the others, and Iris and Ridley went on a hunt to bring Harvey his first victim, though apparently he just ate a kitty cat. Abandon hope, are ye who listen here? So, Everett, um, you find yourself uh, wandering the streets of Montreal uh, with literally nowhere to go. You've been living at Malone's, your car is gone. And as you storm out of the bar, you step out um, into the, uh, the sort of dark streets of the city. And I think for a moment at least, uh, you try and just pretend that you're still a cop, that this is still just what you do. And you observe uh, the comings and goings of the city um, at night, Montreal by night, if you will. Um, you see, you know, people coming and going. You see um, civilians, for lack of a better term, um, starting their day, ending their day, carrying on their day. Um, and even though it's it's very different from, in some ways, from what a, a night out uh, where you're from is in other ways... People at this time of night slash morning are, are kind of the same everywhere to some extent. Um, and there's a comfort and a sadness to that because that's no longer your world. What do you think is going through your head after the fight with Ridley and Iris? Um, I think Everett's thinking about what I am actually thinking about is like, I'm going to have to tell him at some point. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. What? And the when the monsters who eat people find they cannot abide your appetites, like what does that make you? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just how can he? How can he tell them? Why should he have to tell them? I think maybe if, if it's just like an audience of one. I think it even gets into like an echo chamber of like, you know what? No, I am right on this kind of thing. You know, like there's no one to really bounce it off of. So it, right. I think he probably starts well, the more so I, in his I, own head he gets, the more I think indignant he gets about it. I did want to remind you of three potential people you could bounce this off of. Um, so you still have two touchstones available to you. Um, and you'll forgive me. I don't have the uh, relationship map up in front of me. So you have to remind me of some names, but you have, um, your cop connection here on... Billy Kincaid, uh, I believe, is her name. Is, I'm sorry, which? Billy Kincaid. Yes, right, 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 of course. So you've got uh, Billy Kincaid, and you also have um, your uh, uh, nurse. Now, um, I don't know if I've ever met that person or not yet. I don't know if we determined that, Tom. I guess that's true, eh? Yeah. Okay, so... No, we you bump into a nurse on a street corner who says to tell me things. I'm you see, important. You say that jokingly <laughs> while I'm currently figuring out how to do that scene, and now it's yeah. going to sound like a hack solution. <laughs> so no, now he doesn't meet that nurse. Thanks, Ryan. Good fucking storytelling. Um, the nurse is dead. Take two points of stain. Um, Fuck it. We're going down, down in an earlier round. Uh, okay, so uh, you can't have that now, um, or maybe ever. Um, so instead, That's I couldn't remember the nurse's name anyway. No, nah, it's fine. It's fine. They're, they're, they're dead to me. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just Rosario Dawson. Um, so you, uh, the other person, weirdly, the only other real contact you have here, 
is uh, Mr. Ken, your Nosferatu informant uh, who frequents a, um, a weird uh, late night um, internet cafe. Mm-hmm. Not a friend by any stretch, but he's one of two other people you know in this town. Um, yeah. That said, I will give you the option. Do you think Everett would know anyone else? I feel like you've been pretty local to either Harvey or the bar, but uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, outside of probably connecting most with Billy about being like, we need to clean up, you know, this this town and, and the rules just aren't aren't getting the job done. Like there's a connection there with Billy Kincaid, but um, the other no. question is like, how do you get to her? She's likely she yeah. established that she tends to work nights. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't think it would be about bothering Billy. Okay. Um, I don't so think then, he has. I don't think Everett has any intention of like, even if it's like Mr. Ken finding Mr. Ken and being like, "Hey, can I share a secret with you? Yeah, can I share totally a fair. truth, yep. <laughs> a personal truth?" Um, but just like anyone to distract him, right? So maybe even just an information broker, you know, having just their ear to the ground just to talk about what's going on in the city. Uh, like Mr. Ken might might help. Okay, um, so you make your way to the uh, the internet cafe that uh, you know Mr. Uh, Ken is known to frequent. Um, uh, Mr. Ken is a, uh, a Nosferatu, so similar to um, the uh, the spider, uh, or um, I guess those are really the only ones you've met. Uh, the catch to uh, the Nosferatu are generally information brokers, and I feel like Ellen. Having given you Mr. Ken as a contact, um, would have uh, would have briefed you on this. Um, but the Nosferatu basically they get the shitty end of the stick when it comes to being a vampire, because uh, everyone else gets to look like a human and then secretly be a vampire. The Nosferatu straight up look like vampires. Yeah. There's no uh, there's no toys about it, and most of them have um, some kind of abnormality. Uh, and in a lot of cases, those are advantages, uh, as you saw with the spider that can mean that you have incredible abilities that no one else does. It does just, however, remove you from the ability to kind of move freely through through um, mortal society. Mr. Ken has used this to his advantage by installing himself in a 24-hour internet cafe where everyone looks kind of like a zombie, um, and he is no exception. So you enter... Uh, and you find him um, in the same corner that you'd previously uh, spoken to him in. Um, he uh, he basically has um, just like an incredibly long face, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. It's like all little little bit of the, like the melted candle business. So just like his face, just his jaws elongated. He's just very very long. Um, pale his eyes are pure black his skin has no pigment um and uh it's uh the flesh from his skin hangs lower uh on his jaw so um he has a habit of constantly biting his lower lip just to keep the skin up uh because if he were to let it down you would basically just see his jawbone and then almost like a beard of skin uh, and flesh hanging lower than that um but again Having sat in front of a computer a lot lately, as most of us have, um, you get to look pretty rough doing that. And he basically hides in plain sight by secreting himself in this corner of this cafe where he seems to have managed to rent a permanent 
installation surrounded by empty energy drink cans, you know, crumpled bags of takeout and Doritos, all of which you know aren't eaten. Um, right. But they create very much a vibe of just like a, a 24-7 um, addict. So as you approach um, into uh, this uh, net cafe, um, which is uh, called um, Mancho Mons Randall Savage, um, and then there's a, an off-brand picture of a wrestler. Um, it's one of those weird, like, we can't, we don't want to get sued so we're just going to try and fly under the radar. And the entire internet cafe is improbably decorated to the gills with uh, WWE slash WWF memorabilia. There's like a Hulk Hogan cutout at the door. Um, there's, uh, you know, all the um, the staff wear like those weird wrestling onesie tights. Um and the place is fucking sad. Like, no one here has any energy. There's none of the, like, welcome, brother. Come on in and grab a computer. It's like, <laughs> welcome, brother. It's me, Hark Hogan. Brother, do you want 24 hours, five hours? Don't masturbate. Okay, there's your computer. Good luck. Um, so you make your way through this, this sad zone uh, to the back corner where you find uh, Mr. Ken. And um, he... Uh, because of the nature of um, his affliction, um, when his bones move, his skin takes a second to catch up. So he turns and his eyes disappear for a second. And then he just kind of lifts his hands and slowly stretches the skin around uh, to face you. Um, and uh, he says, ah, yes, Detective Fry. Good to see you again. Good to see you too, uh... Mr. Ken. Tell me, um... And he takes a sip of an energy drink because it's hard on his voice. <laughs> Tell me, detective. When I sent word that I needed help in the sewers for my friends and I, and it fell on deaf ears, did you come to understand in your recent expedition why I needed help? in the sewers? I did indeed, yes. And did you perhaps pay the price for not investigating sooner as your beloved information broker suggested? A price was certainly paid, Mr. Ken, I can tell you that. Mm. Well, perhaps next time don't rob a morgue when a friend reaches out for help instead. I now, will have to remember that. Well, it is an extraordinarily specific circumstance that would be foolish if this were an audio medium to repeat because no one would want that, but nevertheless, the lesson stands. What brings you to my humble abode? Please, Dorito, energy drink, Uh No, torrent. no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Um, well, I was, uh, was wondering if uh, you knew anything about uh, the Satin Prince or... Uh, Further to that one, uh, Diedrich, Diedrich Janssen. Diedrich yes, Janssen, yes. I, uh, I saw your searches. Truly clumsy work, detective. At least use incognito mode if you're going to be searching specific terms such as that. I'm more proficient at uh, analog investigations, Mr. Ken. Ah, uh, I assume that involves some kind of magnifying glass and looking at footprints. It can. 
cool. Yeah. Don't argue with the results, though. Mm. They're pretty good still. Mm-hmm. That's why true crime fans on Reddit solve more crimes than the police these days, correct? In any case, detective, yes, uh, the satin prince. What would you like to know? Your Google search was rather vague and unhelpful to me. Um, Tyler, can you go ahead and roll me a, uh, basically this is, uh, obviously Mr. Ken is kind of pissed that y'all went and investigated, um, the, uh, situation with, um, Dominic Looney, Dominic Looney, or, uh, no, uh, you went and robbed the morgue, uh, rather than, uh, dealing with, I got uh, the timeline all mixed up. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, but uh, rather than uh, uh, doing him a favor in the sewers. Uh, so um, how are you going to try and convince him? Uh, I think I might um, offer up those analog investigative services. Um, the digital digital investigation can only reach so far. Sometimes you need to track someone down and get information out of them in a more hands-on way. So um, and that me, that implies like doing nasty stuff to someone, but also at the same time, it's maybe just listening in on a conversation that they're not having on their phone or their computer. Cool. So you can get, uh, I think if you could give me an intelligence and streetwise check, please, or uh, investigation, I would take investigation. Oh man, I hate that I keep giving you that. I love it because it appears that no matter how many dice I have, I can still get one or zero successes. <laughs> Just like in a real investigation. Sometimes there's no evidence, no matter how good an investigator you are. This is maybe going to be one of those times. Okay. I have three successes, and I have two ones. Those are crit fails, yeah? Mm -hmm. D10 doesn't uh, get lower than that, because the zero is a 10. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think. yeah. So one of those crit fails is on a hunger die. I can't remember if that means anything. It does. It uh, really, bestial, really does. bestial failure, bestial is that what failure, okay. sir. Um, cool, cool, cool. Damn right. it, there's no rhyme for that. Beastie, Mc... oh, I've got one. Beastie. So I, I think we tongue. did go with Beastie McFeasty. Yeah, I, I hate it. Thanks, <laughs> I hate Jesus. it. I hate it. I I regret everything. Uh, I regret oh, man. us. Um, I think we could sell a messy successy shirt, but not a Beastie McFeasty shirt. <laughs> Oh. Beastie McFeasty sounds like a weird like bison burger offered by McDonald's for a month before they realize it's ruinously expensive and uh, abandon it. Hey, Iris, um, I saw the raised finger. Did you have something to add? I quit and kill me off. <laughs> I know that was uh, an option. I'll take one of those. It's too late for that. You already have a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just looking up the um, Ventru... Um, uh bestial like what's what's the bane the bane is your oh, eating the bane habits is eating thing okay yeah yeah we, we're we're not as easy to figure out the oh, fails fuck. all right all right oh shit okay here's what it is then um hi there i'm tom mcgee and i love stories and odds are if you're listening to our shows you do too so 
If you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. Hey, friends. It's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. Tyler, you successfully offer him these the uh, uh, assistance, and I know you you briefly said this sounds uh, incredibly grim, but it's not meant as such. Um, you you sell them on it, uh, however. This is going to carry over to whenever you do him a favor. So I'd like you to mark that this bestial failure, it's basically a hold. Um, and it's going to apply to whatever favor you end up doing him. Um, doing for him, rather. Uh, and I will say, because you're a smart improviser and you're on a bunch of these shows, I know that will mean that Tyler is aware it's a bad idea to ever do a favor for Mr. Ken, but Everett is a hundred percent unaware. He is yeah, just yeah, convinced that he can do this. But given that um, your grasp on humanity is uh, is, despite your your protestations, beginning to slip, growing tenuous. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might mean you you get a bit rougher or more uh, monstrous than you intend. But um, he uh, <laughs> stuck on that, like, I think you should leave sketch where he's lying about the babysitter being like, no, no, the cops said that, like, those people don't even matter. Like, <laughs> don't worry, like, they're nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not gonna even going to do up. anything about it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. Very good. Um, cool. So... Um, Mr. Ken kind of nods and he says, uh, I will remember this detective and I will, next time I call on you, do not ignore my summons, please. I learned my lesson, uh, the first time, sir. Thank you for giving me a, a second chance. Um, he, he, uh, he does that thing and it's kind of awkward based on the way his skin hangs, um, <laughs> where, um, He's smiling, but doesn't want to appear to be smiling. Uh, when I was but a wee baron, uh, my parents took me to a, uh, at that point, Toronto mainstay, the organ grinder, which was a place where they would just play songs on an organ. 
Um, and uh, they requested the Ghostbusters theme for me. And I got very excited, but also was ashamed of how excited I was. So I hid under the table so no one would see how wide I was grinning. That's what happens wow. to Mr. Ken when you call him sir. It has never <laughs> happened for him before. And you can see he is uh, grinning ear to ear, but trying not to. But also his skin doesn't really do that. So it's kind of like a weird like, ah, <laughs> mm, mm, yes, well. Um, see Mr. That you Ken, uh, can I help you down there under the no, table? I'm, I'm, fine, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Uh, he, right. he comes back up from under the <laughs> table, um, just like tying his uh, lip back up in a weird way and stuffs it back in his mouth. Uh, he says, oh, very good. So um, the Satin Prince, what would you like to know? Well, uh, as I understand it, his last show is tomorrow night. And as a... Uh, party goer he's likely going to go hit some pretty exclusive clubs i'd like to know which ones and i'd like to be able to get in to have a chat with him um mr ken looks briefly aghast uh, as he's kind of resettling himself back into his his gaming throne um and almost a bit embarrassed and he says um detective i uh I must confess, there are limits even to what I can accomplish ever since uh, our network went down. Uh, oh, that was perhaps before your time. Um, once we had a beautiful bit of internet going, we kindred, but uh, the Inquisition found it, purged it, and uh, gathered rather a lot of information about our kind. And as a result, my reach is somewhat limited. My ability to gather information, high. My ability to say, procure backstage passes to the Satin Prince's show, very low. Um, however, you mentioned uh, interest, or at least in your searches, uh, to uh, Dederick Janssen, is that correct? That's, that's correct, yes. Where my powers end, his seem to begin, although he is not a Nosferatu like I, he seems to have capabilities I sadly do not. I can he... give you his location tomorrow evening. He can likely take you the rest of the way. I've heard rumors. Is he a kindred? He is indeed a Toreador, like your Miss Dunn, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, he is uh, hes an interesting case. Uh, was not approved by a prince, per se, nor was he as flippantly created as uh, one of the... Um, I believe you're calling them uh, Batista's children, is that correct? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a term being thrown around. Every time we seem to run into them, they wind up dead before we can really get to the heart of their organization. That is good, Detective. Uh, vampires, kindred, created without any sense of order, are uh, dangerous at best and ruinous at worst. Um... Derrick is an interesting case. Uh, the kindred are not immune to the revels of the flesh, and uh, after a particularly debaucherous evening, uh, one of our kind took it upon themselves to embrace a charming, if clueless, blogger who had been following them around, writing tremendously beautiful profiles of them. Unfortunately, the curse of the Toyador hit rather powerfully, and as a result, 
dear sweet Diederik was no longer able to sing the praises of his maker, who has now fled into the night. However, he is still quite capable of spinning a tremendous yarn about a nightclub and has been a part of the scene here for some time. I am truly envious of his ability to walk in broad, not daylight, but in the spotlight. Everyone just accepts him as part of it now. He is tremendously well-connected and a bit of an oddity, uh, almost the mascot of the kindred here in Montreal. Now that the stranglehold of the Sabbat has loosened somewhat, we Camarilla can enjoy benefits again, and Diederik is certainly one of them. He is a charming eccentric, unlike us, and then he, like, tucks his lip back into his mouth, creating yet another weird, like, tragedy mask look. Could you arrange a meeting for us? I can tell you where he is, and you can take it from there. Happily, thank but you. I will tell you, he is a rather eccentric and charming fellow. I'm sure if you approach him with any modicum of uh, kindness and personability, he will no doubt be eager to assist. I'll try to be on my best behavior then. That would be a good idea. Oh, Mr. Ken, I do have just uh, one other question for you, if you have the time. Sure thing, Columbo. What have you got? That's a good pull. <laughs> um, you know my frame of reference. Yeah. Uh, Iris Dunn has been in the news recently, uh, accused of killing a... Uh, Gordon Stevenson, yes. Yeah, yeah. How did that come to be? Uh just kind there of popped was... into the news cycle uh, quite randomly, I thought. Yes, uh, I was curious about that as well. Anytime one of our number shows up as publicly as that, it is worth investigating. Um, I tell you what, and he, he grins, and suddenly you can kind of see where the... Like, he steeples his fingers, and then you see other fingers steeple under that, and he still has fingers on the keyboard... Um, and, uh, he, he grins and he says, I will tell you what, Detective Fry, you tell me what you refuse to tell your friends at the bar, and I will tell you what I know of, uh, Miss Dunn's problems. I hope you don't mind I, uh, tapped into the, uh, the phone lines. And he grins. You turned our phones into listening devices? Yes, you're not my only on-the-ground agent. It is amazing what exterminators can do. He looks super smug, but also still very embarrassing because he's surrounded by empty Red Bull cans. <laughs> so he's, he's offering up information on how Iris has been implicated in... He will, he will tell you how the Iris thing came about if you yeah. tell him what you refuse to tell your friends. Also, keep in mind, it's not necessarily that he's then going to sell it back to them. You do get the sense that he just legitimately hates not knowing things, and you can tell that this is irking him. Mr. Ken, uh, why do you think that I would tell you if I wouldn't tell my coterie? 
Well, I'm offering you an exchange. Also, truth be told, only you and I truly work for the Camarilla. The rest of them are just fun hangers-on, are they not? I don't see it that way. I, I do think of them as my team. Adorable. Hmm. If it's you in regards don't want to, to give me that, you can offer me something else, but I do need something. It's, uh, it's in regards to, uh, my tastes, uh, specific to who and what I eat. Oh, very fun indeed. And who, and pray tell, do you eat Ventrue? I've given you a little, sir. How about a little in return? Mm. A digital file was sent to the Montreal Gazette from a, it would seem, uh, a rather cool dude, as <laughs> his Facebook profile is to be believed. I've always been envious of the man bun. Cannot accomplish it myself. And then he just pulls, uh, very like Beetlejuice style, just like pulls the top of his head up. And he's like, I have to do this to get it. And it's very unfortunate. And then he just locks it down. Says, but, um, uh, the file was leaked. There is some suspicion amongst their email servers that it is perhaps not entirely verifiable. But if it bleeds, it leads, as they say. So there is some question. Uh, not many people believe that Iris Dunn, famed poet, would be uh, the type to murder an academic. But uh, it is a fun bit of goss, is it not? Um, yeah, sure. I should tell you, if you aren't aware, Detective Fry, the Camarilla has ways of dealing with these problems. We always have. The masquerade could not survive otherwise. But you are all on the very fringes. As I understand, you've been taking orders from some people who aren't necessarily on the same page as the rest of the organization. Is that right? Tell me, Detective Fry, what are your thoughts on syrup barons? My opinion on them just, uh, quite recently, uh, changed somewhat. Ah, well, that should sit well with our soon-to-be-returned prince. Things are changing here in Montreal, Detective Fry. Rather drastically, not in any small part because of your actions and what you and your coterie have managed to accomplish. But they say he has awakened, and soon he shall reclaim the throne. Right. The throne, yeah. Thanks, uh, Mr. Ken. I think I'll be going. See that you do, Detective Fry. I'll be in touch. Also, if you wouldn't mind giving... Hark Hulgan, uh, another 20, that'll uh, buy me another couple hours. Sure. I'll fish a 20 out of my wallet, American, and, and uh, uh, give it to the Hulk Hogan guy out front. pockets it, and he's like, thank you, brother. I will make sure that you get 20 more minutes on your machine. Uh, and then right. his mustache just slowly falls off and dangles embarrassingly in front of his mouth. <laughs> um... 
So as you leave, um, having some answers, some new questions uh, to make your way back uh, to Malone's before uh, the sun rises, um, you uh, exit the bar, um, and can you please roll me a, or this is the bar, the um, internet cafe. Um, can you please roll me, sir, a uh, dexterity and awareness roll, please? Yeah, dex. Uh, where's my awareness? Are they both on the... Uh, dexterity's physical oh, dex is physical awareness okay. is under... Um, All the skills are kind of weird, but it's, yeah, it's the third column on oh, the right okay. on my sheet. Got it. Thank you. One of these, one of the, uh, we'll just do that and that. Sorry, just give me one second. Five, five, okay. That's, uh, that's better. Um, that's two successes, sorry, one success, two crits. Um, no hunger dice factored either way. Dang, I was hoping we'd get both in a single episode. Um, so um, you uh, step out and just out of the corner of your eye, uh, you see a projectile coming straight for your head. So um, just with uh, old mortal instincts, you dodge um, and um, a uh, something zips by your head, nicks your ear, um, and you immediately feel your skin begin to burn. Um, uh, you turn and see a crossbow bolt um, stuck in the uh, the door frame next to you. Uh, and as you put your hand to your ear, your your skin's already beginning to to settle, um, but there's a sizzle and a crackle to it um, that uh, seems uh, perhaps more powerful than a than a slight nick should should feel. Um, and uh, sticking out of the doorframe, um, you see uh, a, a crossbow bolt with a note tied to it. Um, I, I want to look around the street for the shooter. Any indication of where where they are? Um, unfortunately, uh, no. Largely because in the time, and it's one of those things that really, like, it's like Saw, like the first Saw movie where you're like, fuck, if I was just aware, I would have solved this problem. Yeah. If you hadn't been dodging it, you totally, it's a crossbow. Like, it's not like a fucking yeah. sniper rifle. But because you were in the process of dodging, by the time you look back, it's still a busy enough night street that you don't see a shooter. I'll uh, get up and I'll yank the whole bolt out of the doorframe. Um, and I'll, I'll take this note off the end of it. Cool. So you can see that the, uh, even though you're not particularly familiar with arrows as such, um, it's clearly silvered, uh, which is uh, a new and unpleasant discovery. Can I can I touch this tip just yeah, with my fingers to touch finger it? Does it burn, burn or a second you touch it? Um, and as you pull it away, um, you can actually feel um, a liquid coating. Uh, it just feels like water, mm. but uh, enough that it stings. Um, okay, uh, I want to take out like a, a handkerchief, mm -hmm. just wrap it around the end, snap it off. So I have like a smaller, more portable version. Yeah, I just yeah. tuck the, the covered version back into my pocket. Uh, and I, I take out this note as well. Gotcha. Um, the note is um, written in um, block script. Um, and it just says, you're right not to trust them. I think we want the same things. 
call this number and I'll be in touch. And there's a phone number. And so with that in hand um, and a number to eventually call uh, Everett, you begin to make your way back to TJ Malone's with one more secret in your pocket. This episode of Blood and Surin features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.